The cork has been popped and the foam is rising. The bubbles are flowing. We're told by Comité Champagne, the French prefer the word effervescence to describe the bubbles of champagne because they feel it has the right connotations of movement and liveliness, but also intensity and joy. The sense Moritz Moschkowski is conveying in this piece, it's the feeling, the energy swirling around the Pocono Mountains Music Festival as the event prepares to open with a full schedule for its 12th season, featuring performances at Buck Hill Falls, Skytop Lodge, Pocono Mountains East High School, and the Sherman Theater, the Pocono Mountains Music Festival. Scott Coulter is an award-winning vocalist and graduate of the Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. He's creator, arranger, and director of a number of touring shows, and the artistic director of the Pocono Mountains Music Festival. We had a chance to speak by phone with Scott Coulter to learn about the return of the festival and to experience the energy and passion even the pandemic couldn't contain. We tried to have a festival last year, even when no festivals were being had. (laughs) So we created a a silent symphony last year, which was sort of a a pre-programmed auditory concert that you could listen to anywhere in America. We all started at the same time, six o'clock at night, sort of as the the sun was starting to go down around the world and invited people to have their own experience as a group, even though we were distant. So that was one thing we did last summer, which speaks to the mission of the festival, which is to educate and entertain, to not only to bring music to the people of the Poconos, but also to bring educational experiences to the young folks there and to older folks, anyone who's sort of open to receiving it. So the festival is a two-week festival that's held every year, usually the last two weeks of July, two weekends full of concerts, music from around the world. But at the same time, we hold a performing arts camp that runs Monday through Friday for two weeks for high school-aged kids. We do everything from acting classes to vocal coaching to tap dancing to last year, we, we discovered some new things because we had our camp online. So the curriculum sort of changed to reflect that. And we've, we've incorporated some of the things we learned last year into the camp this year. So this camp will be a new experience for all of us. And I'm really looking forward to it. Scott, when you thought about opening up again this year, did you want to sound certain themes or did you want to have people meet your friends from New York who are just fabulous and you just couldn't wait to share them? What thoughts went through your mind in terms of programming? Well, it's really interesting because the last season that we had a full season, of course, was 2019, which was the festival's 10th anniversary. And we did a whole theme built around There's No Place Like Home, like home being the Poconos, home being music, home being... We did some stuff based on The Wizard of Oz. So No Place Like Home felt like a good theme for 2019. And, of course, then the six or seven months later, <laughs> we all found out that, wow, being at home all the time isn't exactly what you meant always want because we found ourselves quarantined and, and, you know, sort of confined to home, whether we wanted to be or not. So this year's approach is more about home is where the art is, is sort of what we're saying. Because it was art that sort of helped everybody get through the pandemic, whether they were aware of it or not. The TV shows that they watched, the books that they read, the movies they watched, the music they listened to, that was what everyone turned to when the world sort of shut down. So we wanted this season to really be like an explosion of music and art, sort of. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. And when we were putting the season together, we weren't sure 
because it takes a long time to plan these things. We weren't sure how we were going to be able to convene. Would we still be outside? Would we need to be masked? Would we be able to be indoors but socially distanced? Seating? So we had several different plans, plan A, plan B, plan C. One was to use a big outdoor tent. One was to have sort of car drive-in situations where there's a stage that people sit in their cars. And one was to actually convene in actual theatrical spaces. And what we ended up with was a hybrid. We have a couple of outdoor concerts and we have several indoor concerts. It's just fantastic to be able to present that. There's nothing like being in a room with people having a shared experience listening to music. And I think if people haven't experienced that in the past 16 months, if one of these concerts will be their first time back, I, I think they might be surprised by just exactly how emotionally overwhelming it is to be in a room having a shared experience like that. It's something that I definitely missed both as a performer and an audience member. And I, I think the shows that we've put together this year are really going to make people aware of just, just how important those experiences are. And you used the word explosion, and everything I've read about Susie Mosier is that <laughs> she's just that, right? Yes. You have connections, and you know who the good folks are, and you bring them to us. Yes, I certainly try. Yeah, I do know good people. And Susie's a perfect example of that. She's a Broadway actress and a comedian, a great vocalist and performer, but she hosts an open mic night here in New York City called The Lineup. And it really is, it's just like, it's a fun party atmosphere anytime you go. And I thought, what a perfect way to welcome us all back to the Pocono Mountains Music Festival, to performing in general, to being together as a group. It's for families. Families can come. We put, we put Susie on alert that it's a family show. She's going to be presenting. But it's sort of a no-holds-barred comic musical romp. And I think it's the perfect thing to sort of kick the festival off in a celebratory way. And I've heard her in an interview say that she loves this format because she can sing and do the things that she loves to do. But do I understand that she improvises songs? Oh, she does. She makes songs up on the spot. Sometimes she'll just spend the first 10 minutes singing something, just, you know, thoughts off the top of her head while the piano player plays. It's really extraordinary to behold. And so she improvises not only her musical material, but also she has special guests. So the night will have six or seven musical co-stars with her. And she'll, you know, interview them on the stage. They will banter back and forth. That's all part of the improv as well. Two of the guests this year are actually from the Poconos. One is a, a man named Ken McMullen and then a, a girl named Krista Long, who are both very accomplished vocalists. Ken was in the national tour of Beauty and the Beast. So we're not only bringing New York artists to the Poconos, we're celebrating the artists who are making lives in the Poconos, which is going to be sort of a... A fun thing for us. We like to do that every year, but this year we're really embracing it, and I'm looking forward to hearing both Ken and Kristen and what Susie is able to create with them. And when we think about music that we all love, there are arias in opera that make our hearts melt and that people know so well because either they're opera fans themselves or they know the music from films or commercials, and you have an opera-themed program. We do. When we were looking for venues, I, I thought, you know, we're going to have to have some stuff out, outdoors. It was just like, when we started putting this together, I had no idea we'd be able to go back inside. So one idea was to do an event, a musical event, around the swimming pool in Buck Hill, Buck Hill Falls. And I thought, you know what, that should be our classical music night. And we're calling it Water Music, since we're all around the pool. And it's going to feature a, a trio of the greatest classical voices you'll ever hear, along with a keyboard and a strolling violinist. 
So it's a, it's a classical night, sort of a casual classical night. People will be seated around the swimming pool. There will be drinks and, and hors d'oeuvres. And it's a way to sort of hear the music with the artist, sort of up close and personal. They'll actually be moving among the guests as the show is being performed. And it features exactly what you said, some of the most famous arias in opera, but also some operetta and some light musical theater. For example, Old Man River is going to be performed, Some Enchanted Evening, some of those songs from the golden age of Broadway that are more legit in their feel than you know, some of the more contemporary stuff. So it's, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the setting. I'm excited about the cast. I'm excited about the program. I think it's going to be a really great time. And outdoors, how beautiful will that be? And even the birds singing are just part of the whole beauty of the... 100%. Now, I think explosion is a theme here, Scott, and if there's anybody who would get on stage and just explode, it was, well, Aretha. That's right. And we're presenting a concert called Respect, a tribute to Aretha Franklin, which has performed all around the country for the last several years. A lot of symphony orchestra concerts. This is just a band, piano, bass, drums, and saxophone. And three extraordinary singers, including two-time Grammy Award winner Tamika Lawrence, Broadway star Coco Smith, and Broadway star Blaine Krauss, who is leaving the concert to go directly to Atlanta to rejoin the tour of Hamilton, where he stars as both Hamilton and Burr. So the cast is one of the greatest groups we've ever assembled for the Poconos. And the show is <laughs> it's mind-blowing and roof-raising, not just because of the music and the vocal performances, but also because of the impact that Aretha Franklin had, not just on music, but on American history and civil rights. She was such a leader, not just as a singer, but as a, as a force for change in the world, which is something that we've all experienced during the last 16 months. And this celebration of her life and her legacy seems like the perfect thing to bring us all together. And I'm very excited to say that we are sort of coming down off the mountain. We are leaving the Buck Hill Skytop area for this concert, and it's being presented in Stroudsburg at the Sherman Theater for the first time in our first partnership with the folks at the Sherman Theater, who've been really great about welcoming us to the fold. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen in that space on Saturday, July 24th. Now, before we get to the finale, it's time to talk about those young ones who are hungry and want to perform and want to learn and are given the opportunities that you all do each year for exploration, not just of technique, but it's about, I'm sure, why you sing. What is it you mean when you sing or dance or whatever it is? Right, right. 100%. And one thing I will say right off the bat is that our camp, our two-week camp, is free. It's free to any high school, ninth grade and up student that wants to participate because we think it's very important that anyone who has this desire be able to attend and that no one should be turned away because they can't afford it. So it's free to everyone. And we did that last year as well. It was the first time we made it free to everyone, and our camp was virtual. It was online. And it was through that work online that we really, because you can't dance online, <laughs> and, it's, and it's, it's hard to sort of sing online. It's a piano is in a different space. So we did a lot of work last year on how to create things audio and visually, which is such a big thing with young people today. But we also had a class on self-expression, which 
led to the kids journaling and writing. Some of them wrote monologues. Some of them wrote poems. A couple of them wrote songs. One of them wrote a phenomenal song that she actually performed in our Pocono Mountains High School musical earlier this year, which we did for all of the kids uh, around the Poconos. And so that, it was that class last year that sort of informed the camp this year. So there will be acting and dancing and vocal coaching, but there's also going to be the self-expression class, which will encourage the kids to find what it is that makes them special and how they can best express that, be it through an art form or be it through some other career choice or just as, as a person of society, like what it is that they have to bring to the planet, what their special gifts are. So that was a really wonderful thing that came out of the quarantine and that we're going to put into practice. We're going to keep putting into practice as our camp goes forward. And, you know, a lot of them did write songs or, or, or poetry that would eventually become songs. And so this year, one of the other shows we're doing is called An Evening of, it's called Porter and Balance. It's Catherine Porter and Jim Balance. She is a phenomenal Broadway songstress, and he is a legendary composer of rock and roll. He wrote number one hits for Brian Adams and Aerosmith and Hart and a whole string of people. They're bringing an evening to Skytop Lodge where they're going to tell the stories behind these, you know, classic rock hits, which I think will be great. It's going to be great for all the audiences, but I think it's going to be especially good for the campers, for the kids to attend, because you get to see someone who has a career as a creator and how you can create something that will change the life of someone else. So I'm really looking forward to the kids seeing that show just as much as I am for all of us getting to experience it. Remember the opening of The Music Man? We need a drum roll like that. Scott, what about the grand finale? We end the season this year with the Pocono Pops, and the theme this year is Broadway and Beyond. It's basically a celebration of the last 100 years of Broadway. Everything from, you know, My Man, which is made famous by Fanny Bryce, to stuff from uh, Wicked. So there's truly something for everyone, a, a very special section dedicated to Rodgers and Hammerstein, including a section that will be performed by Barbara Andres. She's on our board. She's a phenomenal actress and musical theater star. She was the original Chelsea and on Golden Pond on Broadway the role that was played by Jane Fonda in the film version. Barbara originated the role on Broadway. She's been in a ton of musicals, and she had a very special relationship with Richard Rodgers. He was a mentor of hers, and she's going to be there to not only sing, but share a couple of those stories, which is, it's really nice when the history can sort of come alive and be shared by people who actually lived it. So we're very lucky that she's not only a part of our board, but that she's willing to share her talents. And the cast also includes Broadway star Jessica Hendy, who is the only person in Broadway history to have appeared in the original version of Cats, the national tour of Cats, and the one and only Broadway revival of Cats, where she played Grizabella, the glamour cat in all three productions, The Cat Who Sings Memory. So you got to see her because nobody sings quite like that. And she's going to be joined by Anthony Murphy, who is best known for playing the genie in Aladdin. So again, incredible vocal fireworks, 
to close the season with our Pocono Pops, which is once again conducted by Maestro Jonathan Keith Kramer. So we're thrilled. We're thrilled with the whole season. We're thrilled to be back at it. We're thrilled to be able to be doing it. And everyone should feel, you know, welcome and safe. There's, there's space in every venue for people to sort of spread out and socially distance themselves. If you would like to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. But I think it's going to be a fun time, but also a, an emotional time for all of us. Scott, because you are such a veteran of the world of music and theater, and you are someone who has friends all over in so many capacities in this business, it's early, but what are people saying? What are you perceiving about the theater world as we get out of this? Well, there are a couple of things. We've been fortunate enough, um, I have a concert production company, and we've been fortunate enough to do a couple of events over the last six or seven months. We have, we have not been totally without performing opportunities. So we have been able to do some things. And, and audiences, I will tell you, are so appreciative. Not that they weren't before, but I think they have a newfound appreciation, not only of being able to experience music and the arts, but also for the people who are performing it. Because the performing arts world, of course, was hit very hard by the pandemic. Those people did not have other job options and, and, and work that they've been working for for years just dried up. Like opera singers, you know, work for years for a role that is booked years in advance. And when those shows get canceled, those shows don't get immediately rescheduled when the season, the next season opens, because that season's already programmed. So opera singers are, 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 some of them are looking at years without work that they've been working on. So as a result of that, a lot of folks have left the business. A lot of people that I know that I would call on a regular basis in New York to do stuff for me are no longer here. They had to move back home. Uh, they had to move in with family just because it's expensive to live in New York at the best of times. But during a pandemic, it was especially troublesome for a great many people. And so I hope that a lot of folks will come back. I tend to think that some folks have left the business forever in, in all areas of the business, from makeup designers to hair designers to singers to composers. But there are new people coming in who are now going to, you know, stake their claim and put their art out into the world. So I, I don't think we're going to be lacking for artists, but I think that the, the, the players may have slightly changed. I think there might have been a, a little bit of a changing of the guard. So it'll be interesting to see in these next six months or so who comes back to New York, who's new to New York, who sort of sets the world on fire. And, you know, there are a handful of people who became famous over quarantine precisely because of quarantine. I look at, like, Randy Rainbow, who, you know, is a, is a parodist who does satire, and everyone was at home, you know, looking at their phones, watching TV, and he sort of exploded with his comic takes on political events. And just today, he was nominated for three Emmy Awards. So I'm not saying he's successful because of the pandemic, but I'm saying that the pandemic allowed a new audience to sort of discover him. And I think that there are a lot of people for whom that is the case, and it'll be interesting to see what is created from there. There will be stories written about the pandemic. There will be novels written about the pandemic. There will be musicals written about what we've all just lived through as a society. But I think that I think the main takeaway is how, not that people took it for granted, but how appreciative they now are to, to be able to come together in a common space and experience shared musical events. I mean, there's, like I said it before, I don't want to repeat myself, but there truly is nothing like it. And every, every concert I've done of late has had a huge emotional response from the audience, which is a beautiful thing.
which is the point of music in the first place. It's supposed to make you feel and, and challenge you and, and awaken new things inside you. So that seems to be happening, which is wonderful. Scott Coulter, award-winning vocalist, he's a producer, and he is the artistic director of the Pocono Mountains Music Festival, announcing its 2021 season, July 23rd through July 31st, and the 2021 Performing Arts Camp. Performances will be held at venues across the Poconos, including Buck Hill Falls, Skytop Lodge, Pocono Mountains East High School, and the Sherman Theater. Opening night is July 23rd. The lineup with Susie Mosher will get things underway. And closing night, July 31st, features the Pocono Pops Orchestra with guest vocalists, including Jessica Handy and Barbara Andres will feature music of Rodgers and Hammerstein and tell stories of her relationship with Richard Rodgers. So it's a very special season of music and more. The Pocono Mountains Music Festival, July 23rd through July 31st. And for more information on the web, PoconoFest.org. PoconoFest.org, July 23rd, opening night, July 31st, closing with lots of excitement in between. PoconoFest.org. <laughs> 